0: Blog Talk Radio. Lob Talk Radio Hello, you're listening to the Clear Money Programs Online Radio Show. I'm your host, Sarah Kurth, Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union. Denver Community is a not-for-profit financial cooperative serving the people of Denver, Arapaho, and Adams counties. On this show, I'd like to welcome Chad Otto. Chad is a Life Underwriter Training Council Fellow and an experienced insurance salesman with Liberty Mutual Insurance. He joins us today to talk about renter's insurance. Hi, Chad. Thank you for joining me.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here. Let's start out by having you tell us a little bit about your insurance background and what you do at Liberty Mutual.
1: Right. I've been with Liberty Mutual for 20 years now, and uh, I specialize in auto, home, and life, and home, of course, including renter's insurance or condo insurance. And um, I assist people in getting policies set up and and, uh, consult with them to uh, determine what's best for each individual's uh, situation.
0: Great. So why do renters need renter's insurance? It's typically not required as it would be for a homeowner. What are the major advantages?
1: Well, actually that is changing somewhat in the industry. More and more landlords are actually requiring renter's insurance, but Mm -hmm. you're right. um, Most of the majority still do not. Um, But when you're a renter, uh, number one, if uh, you are negligent in some way and cause damage to the place that you're renting, you might be held liable for that. Mm and then the other thing is is that uh, your whole world, most of the time, is in that, that apartment, and if there's a catastrophic fire, your world is gone. Um, right. There's, there's nothing left. So renter's insurance would be there to help with that situation, of course.
0: Okay. So what named perils are covered in a renter's insurance policy?
1: Well, uh, they range uh, from all of your weather-related things, such as, wind um and hail damage um and those lightning strikes and um if it's rare but if it happens a heavy snowstorm causes the roof on the house that you're renting to collapse Mm -hmm. um that sort of thing Then you've had your theft and your vandalism um you know so if someone breaks into the place and um Occasionally, a car will run into a house. If you happen to be renting a house that a car runs into, and there's mm-hmm. damage to your personal property, uh, that would be covered. Uh, falling objects, trees, meteors, uh, airplanes—lots um, of stuff. <laughs> you know, so the, the policies are quite comprehensive in their coverage. Um, in addition to the liability coverage that is there in case you are responsible for property damage or injury to somebody else. And I'll tell you real quick on that liability, too, that that doesn't just take uh, care of you while you're in your apartment. It actually goes with you, um, say, on a skiing trip, and Mm -hmm. you accidentally run into somebody on the ski slope and cause injury to them because maybe you were going too fast or you know, not in control, um, your liability coverage from your renter's insurance can protect you in those situations.
0: Are there any uh, limitations to what kind of liability it would cover outside of your rental?
1: Um, Again, the the, the liability is for bodily injury or property damage, Mm -hmm. and so bodily injury being, generally speaking, you know, injury to one's body. Right. There's also an endorsement you can give for personal injury, and these are legal terms, whereas personal injury uh, is like defamation of character, slander, libel, that sort of thing. Um, oh, wow. But uh, most people don't carry that second level of coverage, but it is available. So.
0: Okay. So you mentioned a lot of natural disasters that were covered by most renters' insurance policies. Are floods and earthquakes covered?
1: You know, they're not. Um, Of course, flood insurance, uh, something all on our minds right now after the devastating floods in uh, September for our neighbors to the north uh, of the Denver metro area anyway. Um, Yeah, you've got to buy flood insurance separate from renter's insurance. Um, And earthquakes are not covered either, although you can add an endorsement to your renter's insurance to have them be covered or losses from earthquakes covered. Most people don't. Uh, a few do, I guess, once in a while. They just came from California, maybe. Right. <laughs> um, now, there are a lot of people that confuse a broken water pipe that floods their apartment as being a flood, and that's not the case. That's mm-hmm. a broken water pipe, and that's right. covered under a basic renter's insurance policy. When we're talking floods, we're talking about what happened in the uh, Loveland Estes Park uh, area um, earlier this year where you've mm-hmm. got, you know, river water running through your front door. Right. So, yeah, exactly. So.
0: And um, as far as valuables go, are all the valuables contained in my rental covered through a renter's insurance policy? If I have an expensive individual item and I want it insured, do I need additional coverage for that?
1: Well, yes, you may very well need some additional coverage. Now, the policy will come with a very basic level of coverage for uh, valuable items and we're talking jewelry watches, furs, um, artwork, possibly uh, silverware you know with real silver uh, or goldware um, that sort of thing you do get a, a very basic level of coverage under a basic policy but um, for instance, in the case of jewelry, a basic renter's policy is only going to cover a thousand dollars. So, mm-hmm. if uh, you happen to, you know, um, have a uh, ten thousand dollar wedding ring, let's say, uh, that is something that you'd have to purchase a separate rider on the policy to get that covered. Okay. And when you when you do that, you also then uh, improve the coverage, and there's no deductible on that particular item. So.
0: Uh, uh,
1: several benefits to doing something like that uh, definitely so you will want to have a conversation with your agent to go Mm -hmm. over your personal property see what's covered what's not covered and uh, decide if you need to buy a little extra coverage or not
0: that makes sense Um, Mm -hmm. do I need to do a home inventory for the contents of my rental to be covered
1: well you don't need to do a home inventory to be covered however when it comes time to filing a claim, they're going to ask you to write down every single item that was destroyed or is missing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, if it was a fire, um, chances are you'll probably be able to identify pretty much everything that was in your place yet. Um, It may not be you know, look very good, but you'll be able to tell what it was.
0: Right. The biggest,
1: the biggest thing is when there's been a um, someone has broken into your place and they've stolen things, and so now, you know, you have to look at your apartment and say, okay, what's missing? And in right. a lot of cases, people can't necessarily remember everything that they might have had. So it's highly advisable that that uh, you take an inventory of your personal property, whether you take photographs or a video camera, or you know, of course. Many people now have smartphones and so forth, and you know, just videotape um, the inside of your your place, and then keep that uh, electronic data stored somewhere so that if you do need to go back to it, um, you certainly can. And uh, but uh, in in order to get coverage going, no, there's no no need for a uh, inventory, nor is there a need for, to do one any time after. Um, you get so coverage. it's not
0: required, but it's advisable.
1: Yes. Highly advisable, but not required.
0: Okay. So, uh, as far as off-premises coverage, would my things or personal property be covered off-premises, like if my bike or any other type of personal property were vandalized or stolen? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Actually, your renter's insurance policy covers your personal property while it is anywhere in the world. Oh, wow. Okay? (laughs) I mean, anywhere in the world. And... Now, it's, it's subject to its normal policy limits, so, you know, if you lose your $10,000 wedding ring on a trip to Jamaica or whatever, um, if you've got it scheduled, it's covered. If you don't have it scheduled, then you would only get the $1,000 that's on the basic policy. Okay. Um, and, uh, but yes, your personal property is covered anywhere in the world um, as though it were just in your apartment or your, your rental home.
0: That's really good to know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, what about roommates? Would they be covered through my policy?
1: You know, uh, they can be covered. Uh, we can add, uh, for instance, at Liberty Mutual, up to two uh, additional roommates as named insureds on the policy, and, and then their, all of their items would be covered. Now, if you don't name the named ins- is it the other roommate on the policy... You know, have a joint policy, mm-hmm. um, then no, their stuff is not covered under your policy. So, but there's no additional cost typically to have two or three people on one policy. Okay. Other other than the the, the coverage that you might need. So, I mean, if if you yourself only need say fifteen or twenty thousand dollars of coverage, but then you add your roommate's stuff in and they need another ten,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you, you got to pay for the extra right you know, ten thousand dollars coverage. But there's no extra charge because you've got a second person on there.
0: Okay. And going back to the liability coverage you mentioned earlier, how much liability coverage comes with a standard renter's policy, and how much would you realistically recommend that someone should get?
1: Yeah, the the standard policy carries $100,000 of liability coverage. There are a few, um, we'll call them non-mainstream companies out there, that uh, offer as little as fifty thousand, I think. Hmm. But uh, but all of your your, your uh, major carriers, such as Liberty Mutual, you're going to get a hundred thousand minimum coverage. Now, um, that what you select for coverage kind of depends on where you're living and you know kind of you know how much you're worth. Um, and if you're living in an apartment complex building where maybe there's eight to ten twelve other units in your building you have to think about okay if I accidentally start a fire in my unit and it spreads to other units I'm going to be held responsible for all of the damage that that fire causes mm-hmm. well hundred thousand may very well not be enough in that situation um, if uh, if you're living in a single-family home um, that's uh you know maybe not a very expensive home very small maybe a hundred thousand would be enough Mm -hmm. um but typically i recommend three hundred thousand for the most part for uh anybody renting as a minimum level of coverage um but if you're just going to seek to meet the needs of your landlord that requires at least a hundred thousand then um you know you certainly can choose that but Typically, I recommend at least 300000 And we offer up to a million on renters' policies. So.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time and expertise, Chad. Could you please share your contact information so that listeners can reach you if they have any questions?
1: Sure. My office uh, phone number is 720-489-8400. I have an extension, which is 59257. So... 720-489-8400 and extension 59257. Or you can reach me by email at chad.auto, and that's O-T-T-O, um, and uh, at libertymutual.com. So chad.auto at libertymutual.com.
0: Fantastic. Thanks again. For more information about this topic, feel free to email education at denvercommunity.coop. Follow Denver Community on Twitter or Facebook for personal finance tips and community news. Our website is denvercommunity.coop slash education. Thanks for listening.